Hey there, Off The Grid listener. Let's take a moment to dream a little dream together. What if you didn't need to be perfect? You didn't need to start over. You didn't need to be small and quiet so you never caused harm. And you didn't need to do it alone or just try harder. What if instead you could get support at a nervous system level to weather whatever happens in your business? And you could learn trauma-informed best practices for your work that end cycles of freezing, fawning, or people-pleasing. What if you could be held in deep care as you practice honoring your boundaries and amending and accounting for inevitable harm? If any of these dreams are resonating, I want to invite you to join Foundations, a hybrid training container to strengthen your trauma-informed care and business practices taught by podcast sponsor and somatic trauma-informed practitioner, Jess Jackson. Foundations gathers May 17th through 19th with live trainings and a virtual portal with an actionable curriculum. Learn more and save your spot at the link in the show notes. Welcome to Off The Grid, a podcast for small business owners who want to leave social media without losing all their clients. I'm Amelia Ruby, writer, speaker, and founder of Softer Sounds Podcast Studio. On this show, I share stories, strategies, and experiments for growing your business with radical generosity and energetic sovereignty. Download your free Leaving Social Media Toolkit at softersounds.studio slash buy IG and join us as we do it all off the grid. Hello, and welcome to episode two of Off the Grid, Leaving Social Media Without Losing All Your Clients or Customers. I'm Amelia Fruby. I am a writer, speaker, and founder of Softer Sounds Podcast Studio, and I am your host and intrepid fellow explorer here on this podcast, where we explore how to grow thriving, feel-good businesses off of social media. Thanks so much for joining me today. I want to kick off this episode by thanking everyone who reached out since episode one was released last week and basically said, if I was going to sum up all of the comments, Something like, wow, thank you so much for saying all of that. It really resonated and I feel it too. I really want to leave social media, but I don't know how. And I'm excited to figure that out together. Maybe I added that last part a little bit myself, but I was really touched by how many of you reached out to say that you have also been feeling like you want or need to leave social media and that you are actively seeking out ways to grow your business, to market and sell your offerings or your products without social media platforms. That is exactly what this podcast is about, and I am so excited to invite you along this journey. So if you're just tuning in, last week's episode, episode one, was about four common myths about social media marketing for small business and the ways that I kind of broke those down and talked about the discrepancy between what social media platforms tell us using them for business will be like, what we think it'll be like, and then how it actually feels and the reality of how our marketing can work for us. So if you want to dive into that myth busting together, go ahead, listen back to episode one, because today in episode two, I am going to share how I left Instagram and how you can too. 
Now, today's episode is going to be a little bit Instagram specific because Instagram is the platform that I really worked to grow my following on and then publicly left. And so it's the one where I had the most experience. But I think this episode will still be very applicable to you no matter what social media platform you might be considering exiting. So, you know, if you're not a big Instagram person, but you're on Facebook or TikTok or you're trying to leave Twitter, whatever it may be, anytime I say Instagram today, just insert your social platform of choice there. And I think you'll find that a lot of the reflections and suggestions and advice are still really applicable to you as well. Now, before we dive into my story of how I left Instagram and how you can too, I want to remind you that I've already uh, given you all the answers up front. So (laughs) you can listen to this episode, or if you want to know exactly right now how to leave social media, you can go download the Leaving Social Media Toolkit that I created to go alongside this podcast. You can get that at softersounds.studio slash by IG. That's softersounds.studio slash B-Y-E-I-G. And you would just enter your email and then you will immediately get an email from me with a really beautiful Notion dashboard that has a couple of great tools in it for planning your exit from social media or for just thinking more creatively about marketing in addition to your social media marketing if you're not ready to exit yet. So in that toolkit, there are three things. There is a five-step plan for leaving any social media platform. I'm going to talk about that plan today in this episode, actually. The second thing there is a list of 100 ways to share your work and life off social media. That list is also going to play a role in today's journey. I wrote it in the process, my process of leaving Instagram. And it's really honestly just like a treasure trove of inspiration for how you might market your business or your offerings or your products differently in ways that you probably thought of or never considered for your business. And then the final thing in that toolkit is a Notion database to keep track of and brainstorm creative marketing experience experiments for your business. So we'll get to that in a few episodes. Uh, I'm going to kind of use these three pieces throughout season one of the podcast. But if you want all of that right now, just head to softersounds.studio slash B-Y-E-I-G by I-G and you can download it today. Okay, deep breath, inhale together, exhale together. And now we're going to dive into the story of how I left Instagram and you can too. So the story of how I left Instagram really begins, I guess, way back in the story of how I got on Instagram, right? So if this is a movie, there's that moment right there where I like hit log out. That's like the first scene, like I've got my phone and I'm like scrolling and I like log out of Instagram for the last time. We're going to like rewind to like a decade before that (laughs) and look at how I got onto Instagram and we'll move back to that logging off moment. So I joined Instagram, I think in late 2011 or early 2012, I was in college at the time. I'm pretty sure that some like dude I was crushing on was on Instagram a lot. And I was like, I'm going to get myself a profile. And I remember that I didn't have an iPhone. So I used my iTouch to create an Instagram profile because it was uh, Apple only at the time. And so I used my iTouch and I made an, an Instagram profile. I have no memory of what my original handle was. And I really 
created that account kind of like an online scrapbook. Like I would post pictures of my trips. I'd post pictures of cute, fun things that I was doing. (laughs) I'd post pictures of like where I was hoping that my crush would see them and come show up to find me wherever I was out in the world, right? Like, Um, a little cringeworthy now that I think back to it, (laughs) but definitely how I was using it. And I really loved social media back then. I had a part-time job writing Facebook and Twitter posts for a kind of an agency. And I wrote for tiny small businesses. I wrote for multinational global corporations, all sorts of different things. So I like was very into social media. I loved writing for different companies and using different voices and doing a lot of copywriting. And being on Instagram just felt like a way to do that for myself. I was like, great. I can be on Instagram. This is so fun. Back then, if you remember, businesses weren't on Instagram. It was really a personal app for sharing photos. It was very much a sort of like scrapbook app. If I go back to my earliest posts, I didn't even really write captions. Like that was not a thing I was doing at the time. But over time, you know, over the next five years, I started to use Instagram to share my writing more and more. We started to see the move toward the long form caption, right? Like Instagram, not as just a scrapbook, but Instagram as a blog, basically. And by 2016, in 2016, I kind of launched a weekly Instagram series, actually it's a weekly blog series I was sharing on Instagram. And I was really building my personal brand and my writing portfolio on the app. So over that time, my platform slowly grew to, I think, over a 1,000 followers. I remember hitting a 1,000. That was like a huge uh, metric or like milestone for me that I was so excited about. And then through that weekly writing project, I ended up getting a book deal. And I signed a publishing contract. I got an agent. I signed a contract. And I was so excited because my first ever book was going to come out. Uh, And actually, that book became 50 Feminist Mantras which I'm just hit myself in the face with for those of you watching on YouTube. Um, For those of you listening along, 50 Feminist Mantras, available everywhere books are sold. But when I got that book deal, every publicist and agent and publisher and editor I talked to basically told me, you need to grow your Instagram following. You do not have enough followers and you need to grow your following so that you will sell enough books to like make royalties and get another book deal if you want another one. So after I signed my contract, I put out some feelers and ended up hiring a social media strategist. I hired a designer to redo my website. I hired some a photographer to help take professional photos of me and book adjacent things. And I invested a ton of time and money in growing my Instagram following, right? I hired all those people. I took classes on book marketing on Instagram. I spent, I built out really like intensive content calendars. I mean, we're talking about thousands of dollars and hundreds of hours at least poured into Instagram. Through all of that work, I went from about 1,500 followers to just over 2,700 followers in the span of 12 months. So not quite doubling my following, but I gained what, that's about 100 followers a month over that period of time. I would say I was, you know, I was growing organically, but certainly not like huge or viral growth. So 
I was doing all of that. I was working so hard. I was feeling really tired. I just remember like I go to school and I go to work during the day and I get home and in the evenings, I just be on my phone making Instagram posts. You know, I post during the day because that's when I get the best engagement. But the evenings, I just, I cannot tell you how many evenings I spent sitting on the couch next to my partner, just like in Canva on my phone or in Adobe Spark, which I was using at the time and just like moving things around or like rewriting a caption 18 times. I just spent so much time there. And I was getting tired of it. So now we're hitting that point right aside to leave Instagram. For those of you following along, we have <laughs> in our movie montage, uh, we went back. Now we're, we're inching up and getting very close to that moment that I press log out for the final time. So how did I decide to leave? Leaving Instagram for me, it all started with a podcast episode. If you've been following along, you know that I run a podcast studio. I love podcasts. And in late 2020, my, at the time, internet friends, now I'd say close friends, not that those are mutually exclusive, uh, my friend, Mary Grace Allardyce, published a podcast episode of her podcast, Homebody, called Your Deep Alignment is a Portal. I'll say that again, and it's in the show notes, so you can go listen to it after this. There was this episode of the Homebody Podcast called Your Deep Alignment is a Portal. And in that episode, she walked through her decision to leave Instagram as based on the ways that it was just not in alignment with who she is or wanted to be and what she wanted her work to do in the world anymore. And that decision for her was based around some changes that Instagram was making to their terms and conditions. And she was reading those and feeling like, you know what, I can't do this anymore. I can't be on this platform. It's not aligned with my values and I have to go. She says a lot of really beautiful, wonderful, more eloquent things in that episode. So again, I highly suggest you listen to it. And in fact, Mary Grace will be on off the grid podcast in a few episodes or later this season to talk about that episode and talk about um, social media and energetic sovereignty and small business and energetic sovereignty. So stay tuned. She's going to come help us sort it all out. <laughs> but that episode really changed something for me. I listened to that podcast episode more than once. She has since like reshared it on the feed and I listen to it every single time it comes up, even though I've heard it before, even though the lessons have sunk in, but it's just integrating deeper and deeper. So as that episode was integrating in early 2021, I really was just feeling that misalignment. And I wrote an Instagram post called my Instagram rules for 2021. And as I was writing those rules, I realized that I had to leave Instagram. I think that came up for me because I realized that if I needed this many rules to be on this platform, I couldn't be there anymore. And in that post, in that my Instagram rules for 2021 post, I explained that. So I want to read you that post. <laughs> I promise this is not going to become a podcast where I just read you Instagram posts. That's sometimes a pet peeve of mine. And also we're getting off social media. So I'm not going to do that often, but this is, this is my one time. Okay. So stick with me. Here's the caption I wrote for that post where the image just said my Instagram rules for 2021. After spending countless hours creating for and engaging on Instagram this year, it's become pretty clear that the trade-off for building community here is getting too energetically expensive. It feels like Instagram is forcing me into a codependent, anxiously attached relationship, and I am not into that. Last week, I spent time journaling about what kind of relationship I want with Instagram. And the truth is, 
I want to be off this app. Why? Two reasons. One, I don't like the effect it has on my attention span and self-worth. And two, I don't like being complicit in surveillance capitalism and techno-autocracy. So I made rules for myself about how I'll get off this app by my 30th birthday in April. I'm sharing them here because my favorite thing about Instagram is sharing my ever-evolving process with all of you. I hope reading my rules may empower you to create your own. Here goes. I no longer create content just to share on Instagram. I no longer limit my voice, weaken my ideas, or redirect my creativity for the promise of potential virality. I no longer judge the value of my work by the likes it gets. I no longer cater to the algorithm. I get on Instagram on Monday mornings to share my weekly feminist mantra. Then I log off and delete the app. I occasionally get on Instagram during the week to promote an event or course I'm offering. I limit this to once every few weeks. I occasionally get on Instagram to share my thinking behind and process for getting off Instagram. I limit this to once a month. I love making friends on Instagram. I encourage people to sign up for my newsletter, buy my book, come to my workshops, or email me to schedule a virtual coffee date. I'm generous with my time and attention away from this app, but not on it. I hope reading these rules reminds you that you have agency in this app and can choose how you show up or not. I look forward to spending the next three months with you here, and I welcome conversation and collaboration with open arms. Whew, that's a lot, right? That's a... Even just reading that, I am amazed at how much I could fit into one Instagram caption back in the day. Like, that's a lot. So many pieces of that really stand out to me from the ways that I was sharing this sort of like manifesto of things I no longer do. And did you notice the switch from like, here's the stuff I no longer do to like, okay, here's how I'm going to spend my, like, now I'm negotiating with the app. Now I'm negotiating with my time. And at the time, you know, I was doing that because I wanted to publicly set and share boundaries that I felt like I could be held accountable for or accountable to. Not that I thought anyone in my community was going to be like, it's a weekday and you're on Instagram, (laughs) but mostly because when I say things publicly, I like to follow through with them. That's important to me and my integrity. But I think I want to back up and go to kind of two parts of my decision, the two reasons I wanted to leave Instagram. Number one, I don't like the effect it has on my attention span and self-worth. And number two, I don't like being complicit and particularly surveillance capitalism. So to me, that breaks down to kind of two parts to my decision to leave Instagram, how I felt and the values misalignment. I talked about this on our last episode, the first episode of Off the Grid. Instagram can make us feel like shit. Instagram certainly made me feel like shit, especially when I would put all that time into writing something and it wouldn't get seen by anybody. It made me feel horrible. It made me feel like what I said didn't matter or people didn't care, even if I knew they just didn't see it. It's so, it felt, it was so hard for me not to take things personally. And that's something I've worked so hard on in other areas of my life. As I mentioned at the beginning of that post, I felt like Instagram was forcing me into a codependent, anxiously attached relationship. I felt like Instagram was making me constantly check on the app to see if it was okay, right? That to me is a hallmark of anxious attachment. Just like, are you okay? Are you okay? Is it okay? Did I mess it up? Did I do something wrong? Are we okay? (laughs) That like constant need for the affirmation, that constant checking, that constant stress that it's just going to fall apart any minute. I worked so hard to 
grow out of that in my interpersonal relationships in real life. And when I realized that it was showing up in my relationship with Instagram, I was like, I got to get out of here. How many books did I have to read? How much, how many hours of therapy that I have to go to, to get out of codependent relationships with other people? Why am I letting myself be in one with an app? It's an app. <laughs> I, I remember saying that I just had that conversation with myself over and over and over again. Saying, Amelia, you don't do codependency anymore. You worked so hard to find secure attachment in your interpersonal relationships. You can do that in your relationships with technology too. So that was the first part of my decision. Just addressing my feelings, getting honest about how I felt and what I was willing to accept or not accept anymore. The second piece was the values alignment or misalignment with my values. That was the thing that Mary Grace's episode, Your Deep Alignment is a Portal, really started to it's kind of like itch at pick at or something. And then it just grew. And I realized that I just, by being on Instagram, part of what those terms and conditions at that time were saying is that Instagram was basically just stating that it had a lot of rights to track, to track everything you're doing in the app and across your phone, even outside of the app. And I realized that by being there, I was just complicit in letting myself be tracked. And if I was sharing my work there, I was complicit in like the people who were reading it and the app tracking them as well. And so much of what's so important to me in my work is really empowering all of us to make choices that feel good or feel aligned in our bodies and our lives. And I just realized Instagram was taking that away from people. Instagram was taking away our right to make, not our right, our ability to make free choices in really sneaky ways too, right? Like how many times have I bought something just because it showed up enough times in an ad? Of course, that's a choice I made. But the choice I made to buy that thing is so influenced by, you know, the tracking across the internet of, well, I went to this site on my computer and I'm logged into Instagram on my computer. So they notice I went to that site. So then on my phone, I get the ads for it. <laughs> like, yes, I'm making a choice to buy the thing when I press purchase, but that choice is deeply influenced by this tracking across the internet that's happening. And I just, I decided I couldn't do that anymore. I didn't want to be complicit in that. I didn't want to be sharing my work in that space because I felt like it made my work complicit in that decreasing of our agency. And I'm really noticing like a deep, like a sea change around this values alignment piece with social media. In late 2021, Lush, which is a global um, organic and natural beauty brand, left Facebook and Instagram. And the reason they cited, it was a values misalignment reason. They left because of the internal studies that came out that Facebook shared or had that were leaked through Facebook or Facebook had to share. I think there's kind of a whistleblower situation there. <laughs> but the studies that showed that Facebook had data that Facebook and Instagram harmed the mental health of preteen and teen girls or people socialized as girls. And Lush took that information and said, this is one of our core clientels. And we do everything we do in our business to try to support their empowerment and self-care and well-being. And so we're not going to be on this platform that now we have evidence directly negatively impacts those things. And so they got off of Instagram and Facebook. And I like I cheered <laughs> when I read that. I remember reading, I think, like Vogue coverage or something of it. And I was like, yes, this is what I've been feeling, right? 
Instagram made me feel bad for a long time, but that values alignment piece, that's when I was finally like, okay, I have to take action and I've got to get out of here. So it's both of those things in tandem is how I made the decision to leave Instagram. That might resonate with you, or you might want to leave Instagram for totally different reasons. One of the things I talked about in the first episode of Off the Grid is that Instagram actually doesn't have that great return on investment for some people, right? You're spending a ton of hours pouring yourself into the app and you're actually maybe not getting back that many sales in return. So you might want to leave Instagram from a purely metric standpoint. Like this is not a good marketing channel for my business and it's not having that ROI that I want. That's great too. However you landed here, however you got to this point of thinking, I would like to leave social media or I might like to leave social media. Next up, I'm going to tell you how I actually left. Hi, Off the Grid listeners. Amelia here interrupting our conversation today because I want to share with you one of my favorite marketing tools. When I left Instagram, I invited all of my followers to subscribe to my mailing list in order to keep in touch with me. And I promised to send them monthly-ish notes on a lot of the themes I used to talk about on social media. I've used many email service providers in my day, but my favorite of all of them is Flowdesk. Flowdesk is a gorgeous, easy to use email service provider. It helps you create beautiful, thoughtful emails, and even better, it's really set up to help you create easy to use landing pages so people can join your list and workflows so you can automate sending messages to folks who sign up through different pages. Flowdesk is how I run all of the welcome sequences and lead magnets at Softer Sounds. It's also how I run the leaving social media toolkit that you might have downloaded after listening to this podcast. I'm surely not sending those emails out myself manually. Flowdesk is doing all of that automatically. If you'd like to give Flowdesk a try, please use my affiliate link below in the show notes. You'll get a discount. I'll get a kickback and we will all send more beautiful emails together. Again, check out the affiliate link in the show notes. For now, we're going to get back to this episode of Off the Grid. So let's dive into what happened after I made the decision. So again, if we're in that movie montage, <laughs> we, we the movie starts at the moment of logging out for the last time. We went all the way back to when I logged in for the last time. We fast forwarded through some years to when I realized I needed to leave. Now we're in that last stretch between when I made that decision and when I left, actual logging out moment. So I decided I I was going to leave Instagram in early 2021. And then the Instagram post that I just shared, I announced that I was going to leave and when I was going to leave. I told everyone I'm leaving Instagram by my 30th birthday. I gave my 20s to this app. I'm out of (laughs) here. I think I remember thinking that to myself. So what did I do next? The what basically from that point on, I everything I did on Instagram encouraged people to get on my email list. Because my number one rule of leaving any social media platform is don't ghost your community there. Don't ghost your followers. People don't if if they follow you there, they just assume that your stuff's going to show up and they'll see you forever and they don't need to do anything else. If you just stop posting or if you just log out or delete your account, they'll just never see you again. And honestly, a lot of them won't notice. <laughs> so I spent a lot of time 
telling people I was leaving and sharing with them how they could stay in touch. And I gained hundreds of email subscribers through that like kind of campaign as one of as a a friend of mine, <laughs> Patty from the Fire Well put it. She's like, you launched your exit. Yes, I launched my exit. I did this whole kind of content campaign around telling people I was leaving. So I did a lot of work encouraging people to join my email list. Then I also did a, a number of different things in the back end of Instagram that I'll just briefly tell you. I requested my data from Facebook. So if you're going to leave any platform, I highly suggest requesting an archive of any of the data that they have of yours. They've collected on you. Request that and download it. I archived any posts that I didn't want up when I wasn't present on the platform. So my Instagram had thousands of posts on it. And if you go look at it now at the archive that's still live, I have, I think, about just over 200 posts still up. I archived a lot of things that I was like, if I'm not here to monitor comments or to respond, I don't want it here. Now, you can also turn off comments on your posts. It's funny, when I left Instagram, that was not really a thing you could do. (laughs) So things change all the time. And that's something you have to be okay with if you exit the platform. So I archived my posts. Then I went through and organized my story highlights to be kind of highlights of my work or different aspects of my work I wanted to be there over time. I changed and I changed my bio and my LinkedIn bio. So my bio now says like, I'm not on Instagram, find me at my LinkedIn bio and my LinkedIn bio says the same thing. And, um, you know, it's just one of those kind of one page links with a bunch of buttons on it that tells people where they can find me. So again, when I was leaving Instagram, I decided I was going to leave. I announced it when I was, I announced I was leaving and when. I gave people another place to follow me and I shared a lot of content that invited them to follow me in that place. That's where I first shared my 100 ways to share your work in life off social media list. I shared a list of different tools I was using to replace Instagram, Facebook, and Google, and Amazon in my life. I shared a lot of just content and free resources around this decision, and that all of that funneled people to my email list. While I was doing that, I was getting my profile on the platform set up to serve as an archive. Now, you might decide that you want to just take your profile down and be gone, But for me, I really felt like I wanted to leave an archive of myself and my work online to share the five plus years of content that I had been posting and trying to build an audience around. So in order to set up that archive, I archived or deleted posts I didn't want up when I wasn't there. I created some story highlights to introduce people to the biggest aspects of my work that were on my Instagram. And I changed my bio, my LinkedIn bio. And then, well... We're at the moment, guys. Now we're at the moment where I'm going to log off for the last time. (laughs) And it was on April 9th, 2021. I got on Instagram stories and videos and I told people I was leaving. And I made a little video that's like, hey, y'all, today's April 9th, 2021. If you're watching this live, I'm leaving Instagram. If you're watching this in the future, I left Instagram on this date. You can find my work here, here, and here. I kind of directed people around the profile. I saved those stories in a highlight that said, I think, start here. And then I logged out. That was it. That was the moment. I logged off. (sighs) And the rest is history. (laughs) No, how corny. How corny of me. Sorry. (laughs) I couldn't help myself. Now, next part. I'll keep this pretty short and sweet, to be honest, guys, because it's in your leaving social media toolkit. How can you leave social media too? In the leaving social media toolkit, I have shared five steps for leaving any social media platform. And you'll notice that they map onto my process for leaving that I just shared. 
So I'm going to walk you through those five steps quickly right now, or in brief right now. The first step is decide that you're going to leave and when. This step can take years. It might take you years of wanting to leave social media before you actually exit the platform, and that is okay. There is no rush. Take your time. So your first step is deciding that you're going to leave and when. Your second step is announcing your exit and sharing how people can stay in touch with you. For many of us, this will be an email newsletter, but for you, it might be a discord group. It might be a Facebook group. It might be, you know, something else entirely. It depends on the group that you're leaving, although or the platform you're leaving. Although I realize I just said like Facebook, which is another platform people are leaving, but whatever, I'm not here to judge what platforms you stay on and what platforms you leave. But I highly encourage you again, number one rule, don't ghost your community, (laughs) give them somewhere else to connect with you. If you are a business owner, you want to continue to nurture the people who've been paying attention. Don't just abandon them. It will hurt your business. And I'm I'm not here. I'm, I'm doing all this work in this podcast so that you can leave social media without hurting your business, right? So step two, announce your exit and share how people can stay in touch. Step three, request your data from the platform you're leaving and archive it offline. So figure out you know, just Google, download my data from wherever. They'll give you different things. Some of them don't allow you to, but many of them do. Just get that and save it so that you have it as a record of everything that you did there. Step four, change your bio, profile, story highlights, whatever might live on on your profile if you're leaving it up. Change all of that to share that you're no longer on the platform and how to reach you. So again, for me, that was my bio, my link in bio, my story highlights on Instagram might be slightly different for you. And once you've done all that, step five is sign off, babe. You're done. That's it. So again, those five steps, decide that you're going to leave and when, announce your exit and share how people can stay in touch, request your data from the platform and archive it offline, change your profile to share that you're no longer there and how to reach you, and then sign off log off, you're off, you're done. You have officially exited social media. Woo! <laughs> so now we've hit the first half of the promise of this podcast, right? Off the Grid is a podcast about leaving social media without losing all your clients. Well, here we are. This is your plan for leaving social media. Some of the stuff we just did is going to help you not lose clients or customers. We're going to talk a lot more about how to continue gaining new ones after you've exited in upcoming episodes. <sighs> okay. I feel like I just did a sprint, y'all. I feel like this like half hour, (laughs) 30 minutes of sprinting through this whole movie of my time, my experience leaving social media. So I am going to go ahead and sign off of episode two. There are some really exciting things coming up in our first season of Off the Grid, things that are still yet to come. So I hope that you will subscribe to this podcast and please, please share this episode with a friend who you think might want to leave social media. Share it with a friend. In our next episode, I'm going to talk about that list of 100 ways to share your work and life without social media and give you some really juicy creative ideas for what comes next once you've left social. Again, you can download that Leaving Social Media Toolkit at softersounds.studio slash buy IG. That's softersounds.studio slash B-Y-E-I-G. And until next time, y'all, I can't wait to see you off the grid. Bye.
Thanks for listening to Off the Grid. Find links and resources in the show notes. And don't forget to grab your free Leaving Social Media Toolkit at softersounds.studio slash buy IG. That's softersounds.studio slash B-Y-E-I-G. This podcast is a Softer Sounds production. Our music is by Purple Planet, and our logo is by Natalia Studio. If you'd like to make a podcast of your own, we'd love to help. Find more about our services at softersounds.studio. Until next time, we'll see you off the grid.